May God's word continue to lift us. Amen. Thank you, First Lady, for the reading of the word. We now turn it over for a moment of praise and worship offered to us by none other than Brother Nathaniel Kearney. Brother Nathaniel, are you with us today? Yes, I am. All right, you are live. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the Thank you, Demetrius, and thank you, Nathaniel. Um, I thank all of you for your participation and sharing with us. And let me just uh, remind everybody that uh, after the sermon later on today, we shall have uh, words about our health from uh, Dr. Jones and Dr. Hart. Demetrius read for you the few verses from Jeremiah chapter 20. I'm going to reiterate these verses really quickly. O oh Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I must cry out. I must shout violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and division, derision rather, all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot, for I hear many whispering, terror is all around, denounce him, let us denounce him. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed, and we can prevail against him, and take out revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and they will not prevail. They will be greatly shamed for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, you test the righteous. You see the heart and the mind. Let me 
see your retribution upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of evildoers. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you for this day and for your many blessings. We thank you for its beauty and for its love. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy. And we pray your blessings upon these humble words in Jesus' name. Amen. Based on this text this morning, my beloved brothers and sisters, I'm going to talk to you from the uh, sermon title, From Complaining to Praising. From Complaining to Praising. My beloved brothers and sisters, life is full of complaints, from the small to the large. And believe me, we have stuff to complain about, for real, for real. We complain about almost everything, however. When we have difficulty finding a job, we say that somebody's maybe discriminating against us because we are black. And that's often true, because we are male, because we are female. And that's often true. Or because we are young or inexperienced. And that's even more true. And sometimes when we do get a job, we complain that it's too much work. We say things like, the people don't like me, my boss is mean. We find ways to complain. In school, we complain about the teacher. Starting in elementary school, we'll say things to our parents like, she don't like me. We say, I can't understand what he wants me to do. I failed that class, but it wasn't my fault. We will complain, we complain that it's the teacher's fault. The teacher can't teach to the degree that we can learn. We complain about almost everything every single day. We live life oftentimes complaining. And families, husbands and wives, have heard the perennial complaints. In classrooms, students and teachers have heard the everlasting laments. In the churches, in black churches, the complaints are many and varied from the youngest to the oldest. We learn to complain as soon as we come up, come up out of the baptismal waters. And I don't have to tell you today, when we were in the building at 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Second Baptist Church spent a lot of her time complaining. Complaining about this and complaining about that. And other folk would complain, folk that we would often be evangelizing and try to get into the church. They would say, these people are going to look at me funny. They treat me different than they treat others. My clothes are not as nice as some of the other folk in that church. I don't like that preacher. That choir don't sound like they used to. Look at them, I told you. You mean you didn't know that about them or that? we have indeed enough to complain about. And we've heard the complaints. And even today, we complain. We complain about the president because when we voted for him, we didn't know we were getting what we got. We complain about the Senate rushing through the Supreme Court nominee just because they have the votes to do it. I'm saying to you this morning, Second Baptist, voting matters. 
and it matters even more greatly to our people. Yes, we can, pro we can protest. Yes, we can march in the streets. Yes, we experience constant injustice, but we have got to get out and vote like our lives depended on it. My beloved, in today's text, the great prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah is peculiar. He's a peculiar prophet. This poetic and paradoxical preacher, prophet, places a high premium on putting forth his own style, his own voice, his own words, unlike, say, the prophet Isaiah, or the prophet Micah, or even the prophet Amos. Jeremiah, this lyricist, Jeremiah, this po pro poetic proclaimer of the word. Jeremiah also is a very comprehensive complainer to God. Jeremiah complains a lot. He bodaciously complains and he boldly stands up to God in an accusatory way, causing us to scratch our heads in confusion. I read for you the text, this dialogue, this dialogical principle, this principle of otherness, this I-thou relationship as expressed by Buba and Levinas, this Bardian otherness of God is seen in the tension between the prophet Jeremiah and God in this text, Yahweh. There is obvious evidence of a relationship between complaint and praise that pours forth from the mouth of the prophet. Listen to him, Lord, you have deceived me. That's what Jeremiah is saying to his God. You have deceived me and I was deceived in verse 7. But you, O Lord, are on my side, strong and mighty. And those who persecute me will fail, verse 11. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, verse 13. So he goes from complaining to praising. My beloved, we move from complaint that we see in this covenant to praising by realizing that complaint does not violate covenant. Just because one complains doesn't mean that he or she is going to violate the contract that is the covenant. I venture to say to you this morning as members of Second Baptist Church and all of our friends that complaint is a part of the nature of humankind. And the nature of God according to some of this prophetic literature. Because Yahweh complains too about his people and their faithlessness over and over again. This text suggests to me, my beloved, that covenant of praise and of complaint are byproducts of the agape love of God. Listen to the prophet in the text speaking to God, Lord, you have deceived me and I was deceived. You are stronger than I am and you have overpowered me. Everyone makes fun of me. They laugh at me all day long. Listen, listen, you have deceived me. That's what Jeremiah says to his God. To me, this denotes the act of enticing and seducing. You can compare it to the enticement and the seduction of a young girl. 
You took advantage of me. That's what Jeremiah is saying. You took advantage of my simplicity. You took advantage of my naivete and of my weakness. My beloved, when you love somebody, you will complain, especially when this love overpowers you and when this love seduces you. Jeremiah is indeed seduced by the love of God. Jeremiah is saying that God has tricked him. God has overpowered him. God has seduced him into this prophetic ministry. God has seduced him into this battle against sin and evil. My beloved, I don't know what Jeremiah thought he was doing. I don't know what he thought he was getting himself into. Maybe he thought, like so many of us think, that when you get into the ministry, that folk are going to praise you and pat you on the back and say all kinds of nice things against you. No! I learned early on and very early on that that was an idealism that would not come to be. I thought that the older people in the church when I was a young minister would be so happy and so excited about the fact that I was a young man interested in serving God. No, many of those folk fought me on every hand. I was seduced and deceived. None of us fully know what we're getting ourselves into. Maybe Jeremiah was thinking about his call when he was still in the womb. Maybe he could hear again the Lord saying, I chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. I answered, Sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young, but go to the people I send you to tell them everything I command you to say. Do not be afraid of them, for I will be with you to protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken it. And now Jeremiah says, Lord, you have deceived me. Whenever I speak, I have to cry out and I have to shout violence, destruction. He says, Lord, I am ridiculed and scorned all the time because I proclaim your message. But when I say that I will no longer speak in his name, then your message is like fire shut up in my bones, burning deep within me. I try my best to hold it in, but can no longer hold it back. In verses 8 and 9. I'm saying to you today, my beloved brothers and sisters of Second Baptist Church, that while complaining is inevitable, while complaining is a part of life, while complaining is a part of the human condition and a part of our everyday situation, yes, we complain, and that's something we must moderate. But just like complaint, I'm saying to you that praise, praise of the Almighty God is also inevitable. You can complain, but don't forget to praise. There is no escape from the praise of the Almighty God because the freedom and intimacy to complain leads to praise. That's what I'm saying to you today, my beloved. Complaint leads to to praise. It's a freedom. You have the freedom that God has given you to complain. You complain about everything from the, the color of the sky and whether it's raining or whether the sun is shining. Whatever it is, you complain. But God has given us that freedom to complain. 
It's like Jeremiah is free to speak his mind to God. God is not offended. God is big enough to hear what Jeremiah has to say. Jeremiah is able to let God know how he really feels. And so, my beloved, this truth-telling, this recognition of the difference between the prophet and God, God's self, this freedom to speak the truth in love is ultimately something to celebrate, to praise God about, to shout about, to sing about, to jump up and down about, to say, thank you, Jesus, about. The text says, but you, O Lord, are on my side. That's the praise. He has complained. He said, Lord, you deceived me. You tricked me. And now he is saying, but you, O Lord, are on my side, strong and mighty. And those who persecute me will fail. They will be disgraced forever because they cannot succeed in the face of an almighty God that I serve. And he closes this little short text out by saying, sing to the Lord. That is, give praise to God. Sing to the Lord. Shout, sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. He rescues the oppressed from the power of evil people. Declare what the Lord has done for us. And exclaim in mighty voice how powerful God is. Yes, as people of God at Second Baptist Church approaching its 174th church anniversary. This church is almost 200 years and I'm sure it's been 200 years of complaining. We have folk who still complain and we're probably going to complain as long as we're on this side of the Jordan. But I'm so glad today that life is not determined fully by complaint. I'm so glad today that for those of us who know the Lord, recognize that yes, while we might complain, we also have something to praise God about. We have something that we can say thank you Jesus about. We have something we can say sing to the Lord about. We have something we can say praise God from whom all blessings flow about. 174 years, Second Baptist. It's time to move from complaint to praise. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Almighty God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Harris, for offering us that uh, relevant word on this Sunday. Reminds us to move from complaining in our everyday lives as we wake up each and every morning to do the work that God has called us to. I want to take this opportunity now to uh, invite um, Dr. Hart and Dr. Jones to the phone. I will start with uh, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones is going to offer us a moment um, uh, in, breast, in breast cancer awareness reflection. Uh, since this is Breast Cancer, breast cancer Awareness Month, uh, we're going to uh, give, make giveaway to Dr. Jones as he provides us with some information. Dr. Jones, are you on the line this morning? Yes, I am. 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 Yes
All right, you are live. Good morning, good morning. I, I really missed our time together, church, but uh, this too will pass. And uh, when it's over, we will appreciate as never before the opportunity that we have to be together. As has been said, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I want to take a minute or two to speak to you about breast cancer. Breast cancer is the most common cancer in women. It is also the second most common cancer worldwide behind lung cancer, with approximately 1.7 million new breast cancer cases diagnosed in 2012. And that increased to, two, to uh, two million, over 2 million cases in 2018. Breast cancer is what we call a heterogeneous uh, disease, and it has some molecular features that includes activation of estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors, and other mutations uh, that will increase the risk of breast cancer. The most critical point, though, for the best prognosis is to identify disease at an early stage. Mammography done annually affords you the opportunity to make the diagnosis in the course of breast cancer early and even to diagnose some precancerous lesions before they become cancerous. And there are certain factors that affect your risk for developing breast cancer. A sedentary lifestyle, if God wanted you to be a couch potato, he would have given you roots instead of legs. Obesity, especially postmenopausal obesity. Low vitamin D and, and calcium levels. Alcohol consumption. Breast structures or characteristics like dense breasts. A family history of what we call BRCA mutations. These BRCA mutations increase your risk for a lifetime development of breast cancer to 85%. All of the things that I just mentioned increase your risk for developing breast cancer. Physical activity, vitamin D intake, breastfeeding, early pregnancies, and estrogen exposure may actually decrease your risk for breast cancer. There's some controversy about estrogens, and at a later date we'll discuss that, but don't be afraid of taking hormonal therapy, especially if you've had a hysterectomy and you only take an estrogen, because that will not increase your risk of development of breast cancer. And what are the recommendations for screening? I follow the ACOG recommendation and screen my patients starting at the age of 40 and every year after that. The American Cancer Society says start at 45 and do it every year between 45 and 54, and after that, uh, every two years. The American, Family, uh, uh, the American Academy of Family Practice says uh, start at age 50 and do it every two years. But as I said before, I believe that uh, all African-American women should have annual mammograms and they should have annual self, uh, they should do self-breast examination once a month and have a yearly uh, clinical examination by the gynecologist. I hope this has been helpful for you and uh, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the future and I hope that's soon. Thank you, Dr. Jones, for uh, enlightening us on uh, the risk and uh, all of the things that we should be doing in order to uh, remain healthy. Uh, and also there's a little bit of information in regards to breast cancer awareness. Now I want to turn it over to Dr. Hart, who's going to uh, come on the line and give us our COVID-19 updates uh, as in relation to uh, uh, sex Virginia. Dr. Hart, are you on the line? Yes, sir. All right. Good afternoon, Second Baptist. Good afternoon, Second Baptist. Here's today's health and wellness moment and COVID-19 update. 
Well, I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, I reported that the central region of Virginia, which includes the city of Richmond, was experiencing moderate community transmission of COVID-19, which was a decrease from substantial community transmission. Unfortunately, this past week, the central region of Virginia was noted to be back up to substantial community transmission, which means there is still a lot of COVID-19 being transmitted in our community. This also means that when the numbers uh, go down, as they did before, we have to remain vigilant in practicing COVID-19 preventive measures. During a recent press conference, my colleague, Dr. Melissa Beret, Deputy Health Director for Richmond City and Henrico Health Districts, reported that the rate of new cases and hospitalizations have gone up in the Richmond City Health District area since the beginning of October. Uh, Dr. Beret expressed concerns about the city's elderly population and outbreaks at long-term care facilities. She also said the city is experiencing more and more exposures in weddings, restaurants, workplaces, hospitals, and educational settings. So to cut this off, to contain this virus, to stop the transmission of the virus in our communities, we have to continue practicing social physical distancing, continue practicing proper hand hygiene, continue wearing our face coverings, masks, especially when we're indoors, so that we can go forth and be well and be well and go forth. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hart, for offering us that update for uh, COVID-19. really do appreciate you and Dr. Jones uh, for the information you're sharing on this morning. I want to take the opportunity just to remind everyone of our opportunities to give. You can uh, meet one at the church up to 2 o'clock on today to drop off your tithes and offers. If uh, you are not unable to get there by 2 p.m., you can leave them in the drop box. You can leave them in the drop box any day of the week. Uh, you can also mail them in to 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. If you are unable to utilize one of those options and would like to utilize our online giving options, you can go to sbcwestend.com. Click on the Donate tab. After clicking on the Donate tab, you had an option for PayPal, and you had an option for Cash App. Uh, when utilizing Cash App, uh, it's very important that uh, when utilizing Cash App, you give to the money sign. Use the money sign and second that money sign, second that that's the money sign, number two, N-D-B-A-P-T. I just want to be clear, uh, when giving to uh, money signs, second back, it is case sensitive, so you want to make sure that you a money sign, a number two, lowercase n, lowercase d, capital B, lowercase a, lowercase b, lowercase t. Money signs, second back. Just want to make sure that we have that clear. And do not be alarmed um, when you give to second back. And it returns and says that you have given to James Henry Harris. You are still giving to Second Baptist Church. Just want to make sure that everyone is aware of that. Do not be alarmed. It goes to Second Baptist Church. Uh, those are options for giving. Um, I pray that you continue to give generously as God has blessed you so that we can continue to do the work that God has called Second Baptist. 
uh, in Richmond and the surrounding communities. Now, turn it over to Dr. Harris for our closing benediction and remarks. Dr. Harris. Thank you. Thank you, Antonio. I want to remind you also, though, that next Sunday is a uh, is, uh, back to school rally day as well. And uh, Antonio, I don't know if you have anything to say about that, but we had asked people on the fourth Sunday of homecoming to also prepare to give to back to school. Uh, you know, we say school supplies, paper and pencils and that kind of thing. And they can drop them off at the church on next Sunday. If they want to just drive by there, there would be a, a, a uh, a table or something outside in the parking lot. You can just put your gifts on that and take it from there. Is that what is that the spirit of what we were saying, or is it? Or you want to offer something else about that real quick? Are you listening, Antonio? I, I was saying something about back to school rally, real quick. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I'm back to mute. back to school supplies. Did you want to say something about that? I have nothing to add to the back to school rally notes. Um, just want to make sure that everyone continues to. Uh, um, if those who have given, thank you. Um, others want to continue to bring up to the uh, church, uh, drop them off uh, in, the, in the hallway downstairs. Um, and we will provide information, uh, further information. Um, and I will give that information that Dr. Harris provides to you uh, each night during the robocall. Okay, thank you so much. I want to remind you, next Sunday is our homecoming. It's the fourth Sunday in October, October the 25th. And I want to remind you uh, to be present. And it's the 174th church anniversary. We're asking people to give $174 one year that the church is old, plus one to make it 175 just for this special anniversary offering alone. And uh, we've set a goal of like $25,000 for our uh, 174th church anniversary and homecoming. We would appreciate your sharing with us by giving. We need at least, I need at least a, a hundred people to give in order to um, try uh, to get uh, to our goal. All right. We, we actually need more than that, but we want to encourage as many people as possible to give to our homecoming fundraising goal for next Sunday. That's the fourth Sunday in October. Our, our preacher next Sunday is the Reverend Omari Hughes. This is Sister Cheryl Hughes' son, Omari Hughes, Reverend Omari Hughes, who has preached at Second Baptist before when we were in the building. He will be our preacher next Sunday for our homecoming and uh, anniversary service. We also want to honor those who have been members of our church for 50 years or more. And uh, if you've been members of our church for 50 years or more, we ask that you will call and leave your name on the church's voicemail. Or we ask that you will call Deacon Mac. Anderson or Sister Bernie Anderson and give your numbers um, to them. Uh, their numbers are 516-9023 or 327-9868. 516-9023 or 327-9868. Let them know your name and how many years you've been a member of Second Baptist if it exceeds 50 years. We want to recognize you on next Sunday during our anniversary. All right. So be aware of all of the things that we have been saying. We want to thank you in advance for all of your help and all of your support. And we want to encourage you to call Deacon Kenneth Threat if you need a ride to vote. His number is 665-4912. Kenneth Threat if you need a ride to the polls to vote. Okay. And also, uh, if you have questions about voting or questions about uh, Anything related 
um, to voting. I ask that you call Sister Verona McLeod and ask her. She is uh, very adept in our voting. And I'm also um, ask you to call Verona at uh, 744-4589. 744-4589. That's her home number, I believe. You can call her and ask her any questions about, uh, about voting and registration, all those kinds of things. I believe voter registration has ended for us. But please check with them. And also Sister Joyce King, who works the polls, uh, she would be able to help you if you have questions also. Okay? Now, also, I want to remind you that uh, uh, during our anniversary, our, our 174th anniversary, there are T-shirts that are available. T-shirts that are available. If you want a T-shirt, we also invite you uh, to call the church at 804-353-7682. Leave your name. Or again, you can call Deacon Mack. Uh, Deacon Mack is covering a lot of things. He's covering T-shirts. He's covering honoring those who are 50 years or older. You can call him as well. But if you want a T-shirt or if you've been a member of the church for 50 years or more, call Deacon Mack. You can also call uh, Trustee uh, Greg Turner if you want uh, to order a T-shirt or if you have been a member of the church for over 50 years, okay? And uh, so we encourage you uh, to call our leadership and let them know what you are in need of. Greg Turner's number is 804-615-9139, 804-615-9139. And you can also call Deacon Allen uh, Robinson um, because he too is around the church a lot and let him know if you want a t-shirt or if you have been there for over 50 years. Just want to give you an opportunity to contact as many people as, as possible so we won't miss anybody. Deacon Allen Robinson's number is 804-309-5924. And call him as well, 804-309-5924. All of this is going on for next week, which is a big week and big day in our church. We express our thanks to you in advance. Sunday School with Reverend Hal White, the number is 609-663-4533. Intercessory Prayer with Reverend Lucas and Reverend Jefferson, the same number that I just uh, called, 609-663-4533. Bible Study with Reverend Reed on, Reverend Red, I'm sorry, on um, Wednesdays at 1230, I believe, 617-769-8209. And um, Book Discussion of Black Suffering is tonight. Tonight's discussion is at 7 o'clock p.m. If you want to get in on the book discussion this evening, you can call us and let us know. You can call me in that case. Call me at 804-651-7200, and I'll send you the link to the discussion tonight at 7 o'clock p.m. We're praying for all of those persons on front line, those front line workers, starting with the doctors and the nurses, uh, with uh, Dr. Jones and Dr. Hart. I want to thank, thank them for doing such a marvelous and excellent job today. We are so blessed at Second Baptist because we have two distinguished scientists who are members of our church, and they are medical scientists who will give us the best advice we can get, and they give us that advice free. And we are so grateful and so thankful. And we ask that you can support them in whatever way you can. Other people on the front line, uh, all of our public school teachers, other persons who work in nursing homes and hospitals, uh, Sister Joanne Kearney, uh, Sister Connie Pryor, Sister Kelly Doughton, 
Brother Kenneth Threat, who drives GRTC Bus, Second Baptist Church Pantry, all of those persons who work in the pantry, uh, they are frontline workers at Second Baptist Church. We appreciate you keeping them in prayer as well. Um, we ask that you keep Deacon Rayford Harris in prayer. He lost his son-in-law. Also, Sister Geraldine Lemon's brother passed away, Brother James Odom, and Pat, Pat Cox, who was eulogized on Friday. We ask that you keep the Cox family in your prayers and in your thoughts as well. Um, and so we have uh, continued to ask you to stay in prayer uh, for Sister Margaret Woodson, who had surgery, and Brother Elwood Thomas, who also had surgery this past week. I believe that all hearts and minds are clear. Remind you that you can give at the church until 2 o'clock today. You can give anytime uh, because the outside mail slot is open and available. You can just drop your tithes and offerings by there. And um, I want to remind you as to what Antonio says if you're giving with the Cash App, uh, dollar sign, the number 2, small letter ND, 2, dollar sign, second. That is 2ND, and then uh, capital B-A-P-T, I believe. All right? We want to thank you in advance for all of your help and all your support. Thank all of you who are on the call today. May God continue to bless you and strengthen you. Um, all hearts and minds are clear, and so now I'll do the benediction. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you for all of your blessings. We pray now your healing and your strength upon all of us. We pray a special blessing upon the sick, the poor, the needy, the bereaved. Bless those whose names we called and we have not called, but you know them because you are God who knows all. We thank you for Second Baptist Church. We thank you for her people. We pray for her continued support and pray that we might continue to be a beacon light in the near West End. Bless us now as each of us determined that we're going to vote to utilize our right, a right for which many people died and gave their lives. Bless us now and strengthen us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. All participants are unmuted.